Hi, everybody. This is Greg. And this is Matt. And we are Record Mashup, a weekly podcast that dives into two songs centered around a common theme where we compare and contrast and give a little bit of history about each song. If you haven't, checked us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Please do so. You can also check out our YouTube channel where you could follow along and watch us as we're re recording. Greg, but, uh, what's the theme this week? This week we have Boats. I will be discussing the song Bobble Boat by Royce the Five Nine featuring J. Cole. Matt, what you got for us? We're going to do the song Southern Cross by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. So let's, let's jump into the Southern Cross. This was a song off of their Daylight Again album that was released in 19, excuse me, September of 1982. The song was written by, well, originally the song was actually written by uh, Rick Curtis and Michael Curtis. And Stephen still heard a recording of a, a version that they had done, uh, which was originally called Seven League Boots. And Stephen took that and changed the words around a little bit and, and cut it as the song that we now know today as Southern Cross. And what's interesting about this song is, at least one of the things I thought was interesting, um, you know, the, the song is titled by, or, or built under Crosby, Stills, and Nash. But believe it or not, David Crosby was actually not with the band when the song was being recorded. So he actually does not appear in the original recording, although he does later appear in the music video. Um, and part, this is partially because he was actually fighting a drug charge at the time. He was dealing with some legal issues. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah. So, um, but, and so what they did was they got Art Garfunkel of Simon and Garfunkel and Timothy B. Schmidt, who is a member of the Eagles and formerly Poco, that, that filled in to, to harmonize and, and supporting vocals on, on this song and a few other songs on the album as well. So uh, still Bill is a Crosby, Stills and Nash song, even though David Crosby is not in the recording. In any event, uh, let's jump into the song. We'll break down the lyrics a little bit here. Lots of variations and interpretations on this song. You know, I personally, I think the simplest interpretation makes the most sense. Uh, but there are some pretty interesting fan theories out there as well. If you kind of want to dive into a few of the uh, kind of song and lyric interpretation websites that are out there, Genius or, or Song Meeting or, or whichever one you want to go to. But as I say, I think the simple solution really is is the is the the best way to take this one. And, and that's simply that this is a song about taking a trip on a boat. Now, one of the things that I think is interesting is you know people continue to debate the route that the song takes steven stills who who as i said earlier reworked the lyrics to the song does drop several hints throughout the song but the leading theory is that he left california sailed to polynesia and then came back to california so that's the the leading theory on where the route is, but there's a lot of folks that think uh, that he's leaving from the coast of Australia. That doesn't make any sense, and we'll get into I'll get into why why I think that. But anyway, so the first south of Australia, so you know it could. It says yeah. going to Southern Islands at the start. Yeah, that, really stretched on that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll explain why in a minute. I promise. There's a reason for it. I'll trust so, that you have that for us, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> 
so here in the first verse, uh, he's, he's clearly, he's called his girlfriend when he was in Avalon, which I'm going to run with the leaving from California for a second. So this is going to refer to a port off uh, on an island off the shore of L.A. And while he's on this phone call with his girlfriend, he realizes that their relationship is over. He's upset by this. And so he decides he's going to leave for the southern islands, which in this case, under this interpretation, would be Polynesia. And we've got this line in here about how he's got 80 feet of water line. Now, I had to look this up. I didn't know what this meant. But it's a nautical term that refers to when the boat heels over. I don't actually know what heels over means. But anyway, and the leeward side sinks into the water. So the water line actually lengthens to 80 feet. And the longer the water line is in relation to the beam, the faster the speed of the boat. So I'm told that this means it's a pretty big boat. I don't know. Greg, do you know anything about that? You're in the Navy. I will be honest with you and quote one of my chiefs. We went up to, what was it? Uh, Woods Hole, which is by like Cape Cod area. Yeah. And we saw some people who tend to the boats and do the sailing and stuff on there. And the chief was like, they'll know more about sailing than we will ever know. <laughs> don't learn much as a as a submarine <laughs> we kind of punch holes in the water you know yeah fair enough <laughs> all right well in any event so if we if we go with this explanation that i found on the internet it, it they're the boat's moving pretty fast at this point so they're off to polynesia and and hence the next line nicely making way so they're moving fast and they're making good time now one of the things that i found out and doing the research on this song is that this trip, this, this journey from California to, to Polynesia is one of the longest single stretches from like port to port that you could possibly take without seeing land uh, in the entire world. So, so this fact that they're making good headway um, indicates that they're, they're on a long journey and they're trying to make good time. Yeah, he drops another line here. He's heading towards the Marquesas Islands, which are some volcanic islands to the northeast of Tahiti in, the, in Polynesia. And they're heading towards Papaete, which is the capital of French Polynesia on the island of Tahiti. And you had a really good pronunciation of that, I think. I, I looked it up and practiced. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully I said it right. <laughs> Anyway, so then we get into the chorus, you know, he's going around the world, which, you know, going on this long journey, and uh, he's spending his time on this journey thinking about his past relationship and with his girlfriend. So then we get into the second verse, and, and this is why, Greg, I think that this, this line here, when you see the Southern Cross for the first time, you understand now why you came this way. So here's why I think, or why I think, and that he left from California and not Australia. If he was leaving from Australia, he would have seen the Southern Cross the entire time. Whereas leaving from California, there would be a point when you finally see the Southern Cross after you cross into the Southern Hemisphere. So, told you, I, I promised you I had a reason. There it is. Science solves it all. Yeah. <laughs> As I say, he's trying to forget his girlfriend on this journey and move on with his life. And there's, I'm not, this is the one part of the line I'm not, well, I guess I understand what he said. He says his love is an anchor tied to her with a silver chain. And I guess he's, I love the line. I think but lyrically, it's actually beautiful lyrics. Uh, I guess he's just trying to emphasize here his, his connection with her and, and how he's having a really hard time 
uh, getting over her. But he says, you know, all I've got left now is my boat and her name is music. Now I think that this is this idea that the boat's name is music is intriguing. And I actually did look up, I think it was David Crosby had a boat actually named music. Um, I think I saw that somewhere, but I think it could also be a metaphor that, that music and boat are both metaphors for their careers and regardless of their personal relationship. So I think that's actually lyrically, I think it's really well written in this verse. One thing to note here, there actually was a vocal mistake in the original recording. Uh, it's kind of hard to hear, but if you listen very, very carefully to the, I think it's the last line of this verse, uh, one of the background vocalists actually says the word coming instead of the word promise. Yeah, uh, I think they got the words mixed up uh, when they were doing it, but it's it's very subtle and they clearly didn't do another take. It's, it's kind of hard to miss. You really have to listen for it, but in any event. Then we go back to the, the chorus again, uh, and then the third verse, uh, it's very simple. He knows that he's going to survive and that somebody fine will come along, making him forget about ever loving her being uh, his girlfriend. So that's that's more or less the song. It's a, it's a breakup song, essentially. <laughs> but he, he goes on this this long boat boat ride to, to try and forget forget his girlfriend and move on with his life. Greg, do you have anything lyrically before I kind of jump into something? Uh, not other? lyrically. I just liked one of the things that I think it was Stills said about the making of the song. He uh-huh. that he took someone else's gem and cut and polished it. So basically he just said that, sure, it was like kind of rough before, but he took like something, some good song. So the Seven League Boots reworded mm-hmm. it and just made it a polished version, which I I thought was nice of him to say about yeah. Rick and Michael Curtis. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know, the, the Seven League Boots song that Rick and Michael wrote, a little interesting tidbit there. That was actually, and I actually listened to it. It's actually, it's a nice song as well. It's got a little bit faster tempo than, than Southern Cross. But interestingly, that song was actually produced by Lindsey Buckingham and actually featured Stevie Nicks on backup vocals. Hmm as part of that song, which is, is kind of cool. This was before they had actually joined Fleetwood Mac. It was kind of between their Buckingham Knicks days and Fleetwood Mac, which is a very small window, but in any event, kind of interesting. Yeah. But lyrically though, I didn't have anything really to add. It, mm-hmm. It's a pretty straightforward song with the exception of arguing where they were sailing from. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I think you defeated that with a little bit of silent science, a little bit of talking about the Southern Cross, and you're not able to get there from Australia based on how he explained it. Yeah, well, you know, and and I think the Southern Cross is is key to this this song. That the, and the Southern Cross being the, the constellation, obviously. Uh, I was, I didn't know this. It actually it has another name. It's called the the Crux constellation or Crux, which I guess it refers to crucifix. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just thinking out loud here, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, if you, I mean, if you didn't know, uh, if, you, if you're listening to this, you don't, you've never heard of the Southern Cross before. It's a, it's a constellation that you can, you know, only see in the Southern hemisphere and it's four brightest stars form a, a cross pattern and, and sailors have relied on it for centuries to help them navigate the seas in the Southern hemisphere. But if um, you've ever tried to navigate off the stars, and like the sun, the moon, everything like that. Very difficult. Very, very difficult. We, we've attempted it with the help of G- GPS before, and I was not very good at it. 
<laughs> have you, Greg, have you seen the Southern Cross in person? I have not. I haven't. Okay. I've, I've been to the Southern Hemisphere, mm-hmm. but only momentarily, like for minutes. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, yeah, I've seen it two or three times. Um, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, well, I've been to Australia twice and, and um, Papua New Guinea twice. And um, we were, I was able to see it there and I was able, I was, I was really lucky because we had almost forgotten about it when my wife and I were on vacation in Australia. And on one of the last nights that we were remembered and thankfully it was a clear night sky that evening. So I was able to show it to her, which was pretty cool. But yeah. Um, but it's, it's, I'll tell you the skies in the Southern hemisphere are so different. Um, you know, just the, con- you know, all the constellations, I mean, Southern crosses really stands out. You can, you can understand why people use that as, you know, kind of the equivalent to the Northern star and the Northern hemisphere. Yeah. Fun fact. Do you know how many countries have the, the Southern cross on, uh, on their national flag? Four. Close. Five. Oh. <laughs> uh, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I'd actually put these in my notes. Let's see if I can get this right. You got Australia, New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, Brazil, and the other one was like a really small ocean, uh, island country in Oceania. I think it was like, I, I'm going to get it wrong, but some the fifth one's a small island country. If you're from that country, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, getting back to the song, <laughs> we'll get off our way left field tangent here. Uh, the song hit number 18 on the Billboard Hot 100. It hit number six on the Billboard's Adult Contemporary Tracks chart. Um, there's been a number of covers of, of the song, uh, including uh, probably the most popular one by Jimmy Buffett, which makes sense. It kind of fits into his repertoire of music. Yeah, that's that's really all I got about it. I, Greg, did you see any other interesting uh, random facts about this one? I didn't really have any random facts, I guess, but there were, I would say, a significant amount of cover versions of the song, actually. Yeah. Like Jimmy yeah. Buffett had one. Hawaiian artist, I'm not going to try to say his name, but because I'm very bad at pronouncing Hawaiian names. Uh, let's see, Pat McGee, let's see, couple couple other people on, on there that I haven't actually heard of before, but there are quite a few, I felt like, uh, cover versions of the song, which really shows how good the song is. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, uh, well Greg, let's jump into your song. Yeah, so my song takes a little bit of a different tone. I think you can see some similarities, but obviously the theme of the song is completely different, even though it is, per our theme, boat-related. So I picked Bablo Boat by Royce the Five Nine and J. Cole. This is off of Royce the Five Nine's album, Book of Ryan, which came out in uh, 2018, and it was his first and lead single for the album, and that was released in March of 2018. There's also a music video for it that kind of ties into the theme of the song. But before we get into the theme of the song, Bablo Boat, which kind of from the song is a term that was coined basically to talk about remembering like the old days, uh, reminiscing to like times when you, you felt good that you liked to reminisce about. So get, getting into the song and the lyrics. So it start, starts off and it's actually Cedric the Entertainer who does the intro to the song. It talks about just cruising down the river. So if you don't know, 
Pablo Island was an island that had an amusement park on it. And I believe it closed in 1992 or 1993. And it was on the Detroit River on the Canadian side of the border. But you could take an hour ferry from Detroit to the island. Uh, and it was called the Bobble Boat. So it starts off with Cedric the Entertainer. If you don't know who he is, he's a comedian, by the way. <laughs> Just talking about cruising down the river, dancing till your feet got numb, cool summer breezes blowing through your hair, memories of Bobble Island. Just talking about uh, people back in the day. Just always going to Bobble Island. And this place opened in the nineteen early 1900s, actually. So wow. it was open for a good, I don't know, 70, 80, or 90 years, somewhere around that. And they had like a giant hangar with like dance halls and everything. And it was pretty cool. Sorry. Yeah. That's a lot of background to this. Um, no, I just that's... found it. I just found it very interesting just because I'm, I'm from Detroit and I just find that stuff interesting. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I guess, and I guess this would have, this park would have closed before you would have had a chance to go there and remember it. Yeah. I never had a chance. So there are only a couple of different, yeah. closed in September of 1993. It opened in 1898. Wow. It was open for quite a while. Um, I never got to go there. We only had a couple of amusement parks near us. And then the biggest one that everyone would always go to was Cedar Point down in Ohio. Ohio. It's about the only good thing Ohio has to offer. So I recommend (laughs) going there. We just lost all our (laughs) Ohio listeners. Sorry, I'm a Steelers fan. I'm from Michigan. I gotta, I gotta give them a little bit of shit, you know. Sorry. <laughs> Let's get into it. So, Royce Five Nine just starts off with nothing compared to our family trips. His uncle shook hands with a manly grip, just talking about like rem- reminiscing on the family trips that they took, and and his uncle also. Then talking about his hand-me-downs. Really, if you've ever worn hand-me-downs, they generally don't fit. But if you have them to give to your kids, you don't want to buy your kids new clothes. Like people, kids are growing all the time, you know. So <laughs> you gotta get them the ham hand-me-down stuff. <laughs> they talks about his <laughs> granddad's mistress caught business from Granny Fist. So a little bit of fighting within the family, things like that. But just things that happened, like in his past that he's reminiscing on even if it's good or if it's bad and this is things that he raps about in his previous songs as well just kind of talking about his life and like how he grew up and that's that's one thing Royce to five nine is really good at is just talking about his past life and how he's like grown through like these negative or positive things and I think yeah. he highlights that in this song also and the, the things he's talking about here he even mentions the next line that was back before he was born so he had heard about these things through his family and l- kind of learned from it right his uh dad would tell him stories that th- the song is very straightforward but his dad would yeah. tell him uh stories that would last for hours long and as a family they were just they're just so happy when the family actually got along and that would happen on the Bablo boat. So the, the boats take them over to the island. And then he just goes in to reminisce about the roller coasters, the, the scooter, 
<laughs> crack sold on plastic scooter cars just uh and then uh smoking weed basically and enjoying their time on the boat over to the island and actually when they got to the island just enjoying all the time so it seems a little bit crude cut from some of the things they talked about but this was like this is what he grew up in and he enjoyed like looking back on those past experiences that he's had so far. Yeah. And I think, I think I, I read somewhere and it makes sense that, you know, with the, the, the park closing in 93 and I don't know how old um, Royce five nine is, but uh, you know, I think it makes sense. You know, these, some of these references here, you know, that, that it probably was actually what the park was like in terms of its condition at that time, you know, this idea of broken, broken glass everywhere or on the swimming pool floor and you know this this idea of it kind of becoming a a a place for drug dealers to 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 you know sell their product and so forth and uh definitely kind of you know this imagery of park going down in its final days yeah definitely and then also before before we started recording this, I also listened to an interview from Royce of Five Nine, basically how the song came about. Kind of gets into the next line where he's like, "That's where I lost my virginity and everything." And him, the next line after that, having paranoia hit him that he thinks he got someone pregnant. But just he was talking about just how crazy the parties would be on the boat with like his family and everything. Everyone would be like drinking, eating, and just doing everything together. Uh, while going there. Um, And then, yeah, first time he hit the bottle and with his brother and he would grow up to be an alcoholic actually. So reminiscing on basically what started him to be an alcoholic and how he's recovered from that. So he had an issue where he got pulled over for drunk driving, got DUI, lost his license, all these other things. And I'm, I think he's sober now, but he's just reminiscing on all these past experiences that brought him to be the person he is now. And I thought that was, I thought a lot of this is just pretty important, important, just based on self growth. And that's what I feel like his Bablo boat is, is reminiscing on the old times to see that self growth for himself. But getting into the next part of it, we get into basically the chorus or the bridge of the song with J. Cole and how this came about from the interview that I saw with with him was Royce of Five Nine had this song made up, but he only had his verse done and he couldn't think of anything else that he could write for the song really. So he had J. Cole come out to his studio and J. Cole needed to use his studio for some time. And then he, he heard this uh, track from Royce to Five Nine and was like, hey, let me put something down on it. And like three minutes later, he was basically singing the chorus and just getting right into his thing. So it just shows how much of a professional like J. Cole is as well and how, how good of a chemistry that the two had together. So J. Cole's a little bit younger than, uh, than Royce, but he's only five years older than me, so his goes not really into being on the bobble boat, but just reminiscing on what his bobble boat is. And 
kind of just going into going around in his, in his mom's Civic with his uh, with 10-inch woofers in the trunk. So just going around, listening to music in the car. Didn't even care that was dented and like the status of it. He's just driving it around like he, like he owns it, like he's stolen it. Getting into the next couple of lines, just calling up people like he's Jodeci. If you don't remember who Jodeci was, he was an R&B. It was an R&B soul group back in the day. And then he's got five semesters left until college. He's under pressure. So he's feeling that pressure of going to college, but he's going to keep keep working on ladies basically. Uh, and that, that was his, he goes in the next line saying this was a concern back when concerns were lesser. So he didn't have to have all this responsibility. So he didn't have to care as much about everything that was going on at that time. And compared to now where he's like a grown up and he, he's got all these things that he needs to do. And he didn't have to care about those things, but now that he's grown up, he wishes that he could go back and change kind of what he did by pressing that backspace button and kind of going, going back to life. But you can't actually do that in, in life, which I think is very reflective of how many people I think feel as they grow older. Yeah, that's true. Getting uh, getting into the next line, he talks about like burning cess to burn the stress. So basically, just smoking weed to kind of relieve his stress and get get through the days. Kind of going into more just reminiscing on on the old days. Uh, he does he does have the line for Jermaine Lamar, but that's insane. That's that's a uh, euphemism, or I don't think euphemism is the right word, but a throwback to like him and Kendrick Lamar doing something together. Uh, and then continuing on, he says he had no Bible boat, but I could, but I could note those times as like a Bible quote. So just he didn't have any trips like the like family vacation trips or anything like Royce Five Nine had described earlier in his his verses. But he still had child child memories of talking through uh, Bible quotes or like the just being religious and everything like that. And then pretty much from there, he just ends it out. They made it through unscathed through life, and now he's successful and he's kind of doing his own thing. And he's yeah, thinking about the dumb days, so <laughs> reminiscing yeah. about the days in the past. Right. And right before this, though, I, he drops a line that I just blows my mind. He apparently had his first smoke at the age of six. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is just like, uh, it just blows my mind. It's crazy. Yeah, that was um, <laughs> just different, different lifestyles. Yeah. So. But it's interesting. I did a lot of. I think background to the song. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that you you probably I'm not sure if you knew that, Matt. Yeah. No, previously I, you said that there there were only a couple of things that you had seen. Yeah, I didn't I didn't find a whole lot on the song. Um I found a little bit, but a lot of the things that, that you've mentioned I, I'd already found. One thing that I thought was interesting uh that I don't think we mentioned 
So the boat, well, there was actually two boats, apparently, two steamships that used to ferry mm-hmm. people over from Detroit to this park, this theme park. One was called the SS Columbia and the other was called the SS, um, I guess it's St. Clair, I guess is, is what that is. That, that, as I said, used to ferry people back and forth. And uh, apparently in, in on July 6, 2018, the SS St. Clair was actually destroyed in a, a pretty large fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did see where Royce the 5'9", you know, at the time, he saw like a tweet was, you know, talking about how he was really upset, you know, kind of seeing his childhood kind of go up in flames um, and, and the history of the area as well. So, it's pretty clear that like that the, I mean, from this song and, and even just kind of that continued, you know, uh, I guess, kind of sto- I guess continued storyline, I guess is how I would describe it um, with, with things that have, have happened since he wrote the song, you know, really had a huge influence on his life. Um, and I think mm-hmm. that that's, uh, I think that's one of the, the, the great things about this, this particular song. It's just seeing how people are influenced by everyday things in their, you know, in their childhoods. Yeah. And they, they can be negative and positive. So even if you have negative, like, even if you have a terrible childhood that you don't really have to reminisce on, you can still reminisce on it and just see your growth as a person. And mm-hmm. I think both Royce and J. Cole focus a lot on how that that's kind of made them a better person, especially like, with Royce, he talks about the the alcoholism uh, at the very end of his, and he's actually grown a lot from that. If you listen to any of his music, you'll. I I think Royce of Five Nine is one of the largest self growth people in like the rap industry. Like based on if you when you listen to like his early music to where he's at now. Yeah. He, he's he's like a completely different person. Wow, that's um, awesome. So I I think you can see a lot of that from just his lines in this song, and then like if you just go listen to like some of his other other music, like his earlier stuff, and I think you can see the same with J Cole in here also. He's got a different he's got a different style to to his lyrics if you when you listen to the song, but it's, it's along the same lines. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Anyways, the song didn't have any chart toppings that I could see as far as like bill billboard 100 or anything like that. But the album did have uh, some rankings. So it was 24 on the U S billboard 200 number three on the U.S. independent albums. It was number 14 on the top R&B and hip-hop albums. It was number seven in New Zealand's Heat Seeker album. So, so it did chart in some places. I think it's I, – I don't know what it is about Earth 59 He's, like, one of my favorite rappers, and I feel like there's a lot of people who just don't listen to him. And he should get more listening. But and actually, I'd never heard of him before. Uh, yeah. Before he listened to this song, so he actually got famous for doing some stuff with Eminem way back in the day, like in the '90s. And then they had like a falling out, and then they uh, 
they reconciled like i don't know like 10 years ago or something like that and they've been doing stuff again together that's good yeah cool but yeah he's been doing he's been doing a lot and one of the great things i think he did which shows a lot of self-growth like with this album and everything is uh he just started a foundation for um for like mental health awareness oh cool that's awesome yeah so that kind of goes back is to it based our ADHD episode that we had yeah with joiner lucas yeah <laughs> was that is it based out of detroit specifically or uh, is it foundation yeah uh, probably not i'm not sure i because he just started it actually hmm. i'm pretty sure he yeah this is back in like june oh wow so I very think. yeah covid adventure <laughs> right the ryan montgomery his name's ryan montgomery the ryan montgomery foundation um this actually this one might have been like six days ago when he did this one. Oh wow he's been doing a lot though so. yeah that's awesome that's really cool anyways i didn't have any more blabbering or anything that i wanted to do to hype up royce the five nine anymore so did you have anything for that matter? Would you like to get into kind of comparing how the songs compare with each other? Yeah, yeah, no, I I, I didn't have anything else specifically uh, about about Bobble or Blow or Bob. <laughs> <Bobble> <laughs> <Blow>. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. Bobble, but uh, anyway. In <laughs> any uh, event, no, I didn't. I didn't really have much else on that song, but um, no, I I I don't think that you know in terms of trying to compare the two there's there's a you know obviously they're both there's references to boats and and the two and i think that they're both reminiscing on the past of some way um it's but it's different in what they're reminiscing right so they're the same in that they're reminiscing about their personal lives but i think the well i guess what it what it is is you know in southern cross he's reminiscing about a relationship a lost yes. relationship and so you know something very specific whereas in Bobble Boat they're reminiscing about their entire childhood and it's there's all these collection of ideas and so it's kind of different in that sense um, they're also very different musically I think um, which I think is just a given given the with the, the genres of the music um, that, we're, that we're working with with these two songs yeah I they both are slow songs this is true yeah like I I mean, I wouldn't say Bobble Boat is maybe a slow song, but it's, it's definitely not upbeat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they both fit into the, like, kind of capturing you into the lyrics portion of it. And contrary to some of the other rap songs I feel like we've discussed on, on here, it's a little bit slower lyrically also. Yeah, I, don't, I, I think you're right. But I think I, I think there's a lot more backstory into this one that I actually intended on going into, and I I apologize for all that. But Matt, I think you hit it definitely right that the the Southern Cross song has the reminiscence of past relationships and uh, kind of sailing around through like relationships, whereas whereas the song I picked, Bobble Boat, was reminiscent on past 
vacations, family trips, life happenings that brought you to where you're at now. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like the same thing, but it's both a similarity and a dis- difference. Same thing, <laughs> but like, different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I will say that I love the song Southern Cross. I, it's one of my favorite songs. I think just, I don't know. I, I think it's, it came out during a time when MTV and everything was starting to first hit. And it was, I think I read somewhere that this song was, it stood out from everything else on those, those stations at that time because of the fact that it was so different from everything else being released. It's just, I don't know. It's one of those songs I come back to every once in a while and kind of get hooked on again. Yeah. But no, that's all I got. So Matt, I do have one last question for you. Actually, I have two last questions. Okay. What is another boat song that you would have liked to try and discuss if you have one? If you don't, that's fine. And what would you say your Bob Lowe boat is? Putting you on the spot here. We didn't, this is kind of, we're, we're freestyling here. I didn't ask you this question before. <laughs> uh, my Bob Lowe boat and another boat song. Oh, man. Yeah, you really are putting me on the spot here. Uh, I guess. I know part of me wants to answer from an amusement park, right? <laughs> it's kind of like where my mind's going. Like, where do we go as, as, as a kid growing up? You know, growing up in Virginia, we had we actually had a few amusement parks near. We had uh, there's Kings Dominion in Richmond and and Bush Gardens um, in Williamsburg, which you know they have also got a. It's funny. I was actually, it, I was telling my wife we were we were considering where we were going to go for vacation last week, and one of the things we were places we were considering was Tampa. And I told her I said, you know, my life, my childhood dream was always to go to the other Bush Gardens in Tampa. <laughs> Uh, we didn't end up going there yet, uh, but uh, this is going to sound really crazy. I think I think probably my Bobble boat would be uh, Thomas Jefferson's Monticello, which seems like probably such a strange answer, right? It's not; it's a historical place. It's where Thomas Jefferson lived, but I think that you know it's one of those places I've been probably close to a dozen times because I grew up near there. I ended up going to to school at uh, the University of Virginia, which is in Charlottesville, which is where Monticello is located. And I think that my my visits to to there really kind of influenced. It's re, it's reflective and reminiscent of my childhood, but it also I think influenced uh, my career in terms of inspiring me to want to pursue uh, architecture um, as my education. And uh, so I think that that's probably the place that I, I went to a lot of and during my childhood, and that really kind of had probably probably some of the most influence in in terms of in terms of my career and life um as far as another boat song is concerned i don't know i can't i sh- i don't know <laughs> what about you what i'll say i i know what i would say probably uh come sail away by sticks would be a um a good okay. one. Or, or, or probably just about any song by jimmy buffett cohort a pirate looks at 40 maybe uh <laughs> so there's lots of good kind of beach songs i think that you know uh pertain to boats that that you could could turn to how about you same questions 
Uh, well, for the boat song, I really didn't have any other songs. The only other one I could think of was I'm on boat and I was absolutely not, yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. So yeah, that one I squashed right there. So luckily I have Mablo boat to fall back on. <laughs> uh, I would say otherwise there was the Cedar point trips that we took once again said, Ohio, you got one good thing and it's Cedar point. Just deal with it. Keep rolling with it. And then uh, we'd always take trips up north to northern Lower Peninsula. So if you're watching it on YouTube, you can see my hand. You got the Michigan hand, you know, and we, we'd be probably somewhere up here. And um, Lower Peninsula, not the Upper Peninsula. Although we did go to the Upper Peninsula and Mackinac Island a couple of times, that Upper Peninsula bridge trip is crazy. It's a five-mile long bridge. That's a long bridge. That is a lot. And then Mackinac Island, you take a little ferry out there, and they just have horses everywhere around this little island. You're just walking around. It smells terrible, but it's a lot of fun. Nice. But That's awesome. Yeah. Five miles is a long bridge, though. That would, that would be terrifying. I hate being on long bridges. I, I drove on a bridge that was three miles, and I was terrified. Like, yeah. I, I, like thinking back to when I was a kid, I was like, I'm glad I was always passed out in the car whenever we go across that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it. <laughs> well, cool. No, that's good. Uh, I appreciate the questions, even though they were, you did throw me off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Craig. Well, what, uh, what do we got lined up for next week? All right. Next week, we're going to use the theme of birthdays. So my wife's birthday is next week, and she told me to do a birthday episode. So that's what we're doing. So nice. we're not going to be doing the old happy birthday song. So don't worry about that. Everyone knows about that song. I'm going to be using J. Cole's. Hey, we use J. Cole this week too. Uh, I'm going to be discussing next week's J. Cole's January 28th because January 28th happens to be his birthday. Nice. Matt, what you got? And I am going to do birthday by the Beatles. <laughs> so I think that'll be good. And, uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. We and we may have a special guest next week to be determined. Greg and I haven't discussed this yet, but ooh, surprises on everyone's side. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all you have, Matt, uh, I appreciate making this episode with you. And if you are listening to us now, please hit the subscribe button, like button. Keep watching us wherever you're watching us at Google, Apple youtube we also have our instagram our facebook page and our twitter page and you can find us at record record mashup we also have our email record mashup at gmail.com please send us whatever recommendations requests wherever you want to send us just want to tell us your life story just because you want to uh sure shoot us an email and we can bring you up on the next episode or anything make sure you tell your friends about us as well and we we'd love to have more people commenting, emailing us and everything. So just, just keep going through with that. Got anything else to add, Matt? No, nope. we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thanks everyone. Bye.